Oh, baby. Welcome back to Talking Sports Better Than Most, where we've got it all, got the best content, and we're two depressed Michigan Wolverines and Ohio State Buckeyes fans. But that's not the topic of today. Nope. The most wonderful time of the year is over with. Bowl season is done with. See ya. I don't even want to think about you. My timeline. You later. My timeline is still filled with freaking Ohio State stuff. I can't take it anymore. I cannot take it anymore. I can't wait to hear Gus Johnson and Jimmy Jackson on the call from the Value City Arena tomorrow when the number one team in the country, the Purdue Boilermakers, fresh off a loss. They're probably gonna come at home coming angry. <laughs> I know that's oh a boy. As they take on the Ohio State Buckeyes, we're gonna lube up if you're Ohio State fans. <laughs> Get it in easier, folks. Yep, that's that's the gonna, key. Especially when you got Zach Eady going against you. Yeah, we're not afraid of him. We're gonna we're gonna talk some hoops. We're gonna transition the podcast to some hoops in a bit. But a lot has happened in the last couple of days since we last did a real quick podcast to sum up um, the Ohio State and Michigan losses in the college football final. Um, when we were doing that on Monday, we were watching the Rose Bowl. Good job, Penn State. They're gonna be my my team to win the Big Ten East. When we make our previews in the summer, that's right. I'm going Penn State, Ohio State, third, and Michigan, two. But anyways, there's a preview for eight months down the road. Um, we got to talk about, we were all excited to watch Monday Night Football. Steven had just left my house. I texted him. I said, something's up. We're watching the Bengals and the Bills. And, of course, um, we had the cardiac arrest of Buffalo Bills player Devin Hamlin. Um, Tomorrow. Oh, Tamar Hamlin, sorry. Um, and um, everything that happened there. And um, it's caused some controversy. It's caused a lot of discussion. Um, yesterday, ESPN was a really depressing place to watch. And today, they decided to get back to normal. Um, a lot, I guess, to digest. Um, it sounds like he's in, um, he is hanging in there. And um, he's still, I guess, sedated. Sounds like, though, talking, I mean, reading on Twitter from his family that very slow progress is being made, but at least it's progress. And um, I think when he does eventually realize all that happened, he's going to be shocked to see. I see his toys um, GoFundMe page. His charity has gotten uh, over ridiculous $7 million dollars now. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots of money. So um, everyone's donating money. Um, we, we've gone to the phase where, um, online we decide to, um, criticize people for the amount of money that they're giving some sports figures. It's just, it's just crazy what this world is sometimes, but, um, definitely a shocking thing. It's not the first time we've ever seen an ambulance on the field. It's not the first time we've ever. Well, not the first time an athlete's gone into cardiac arrest. Um, yeah. Just the first time in a while that it's happened. In basketball, obviously. Yeah. Two players Um, have died. Yeah. Um. I, I had a lot of mixed emotions about it, and I don't know what's right and not right to say because you offend people quite a bit. Um, there's no way that game should have been finished on Monday night. The players needed to leave and, and I think, um, and, and, and move on. Um, but, you know, it made me think, like you just said, Stephen, a lot of times, um, not a lot of times, but this has happened before, and um, I think of, like, first responders. I think of, like, police officer or or a paramedic or a doctor i mean they deal with this on almost a daily basis and just move on to their to the next part of their job um so it's it's definitely was interesting um 
it, 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 listening, I think ESPN did as well as they could, given the fact of what happened. Um, and obviously, I think it definitely called, caused everybody shock as to what happened. Of course, we don't know what his health record's going to be. You know, remember for a while there, I can't think, maybe two or three years ago, everybody was worried about the, the heart conditions some of the athletes had. I think this was right before COVID or during COVID, wasn't it, somewhere around there? I remember they, they linked up the vaccine or something. I mean, people, they, we don't know what people's health record is. I mean, I could be sitting here or you could be sitting there. You could look as healthy as can be and maybe have an underlying condition that you don't know. So I guess there's still a lot yeah, to find out. Yeah, festered away underneath all that skin. Yeah, of of um, of all that. So um, it was definitely um, a very... Throwed away. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough scene. Nobody wanted to see it, and I think... Again, it sounds like, I mean, I guess no news is good news or we keep getting reports that things are getting better. So on that end, football is a violent sport. Um, and um, I don't really think the hit had anything to do with why. I don't think it did crash. either. I, I mean, at least it didn't appear to me. It didn't look like a vicious hit. No. I just keep thinking that he must have had There's some There's so many reasons why you could do it. I mean, I'm not going to. There's Yeah, there's just so many reasons that you could go into, I think, cardiac arrest. So. No, we're not going to assume. I was kind of shocked, though, and I even was listening to it today on the radio when I was driving. Like, and them, people being so critical of the NFL and how the NFL doesn't take care of its players, and this is the first time it ever reached for humanity because the players didn't have to finish the game. I mean, I think the NFL has been working hard over the last few years to, Mm -hmm. to make it a safer sport and to make it better. I mean, I say this all the time. Like, I chose to go into education because I chose to get an education, and now... Whatever the turbulence of education is, that's my fault. Like, I mean, I, I have to deal with it. If you go into the military, you know you're going to put your life on the line every day. I mean, everyone's putting their life on the line every day. And a football player, they know what what comes their way. So, you know, it's just one of those things that um, I, I don't know. I guess maybe maybe weeks down the road, months down the road, we'll get a better idea of why, what happened. Um but it definitely has, on the sports sides of things, I think, um, cause for a lot of, of um, interesting conversation. And I guess yesterday, if you talked about it or mentioned it Monday night, you got in trouble. Um, hopefully on the podcast today we can talk about it without getting in trouble because um, that's what we're going to do. Um, like I said, ESPN, I guess, was allowed to talk today about normal stuff. So where do you think we go, Stephen? You know, you and I think about this. I think on the podcast, either it was, I don't know if it was this past podcast or the podcast before, but we talked about the NFL and home field advantage. And we even talked about the fact that Buffalo is kind of the one true home field advantage in the NFL, where like, if you had to go to Buffalo, I mean, think about Kansas City and Buffalo last year, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if it would have well, turned it's out probably the only way. one that's like truly relevant to, uh, and I like the playoff time. Yeah. So obviously like if you go to Miami, yeah. In the first week of the season, and you're a team that you're the team that's sitting out in the sun. Well, then yeah, you you Miami's got the advantage depending on where the sun obviously is. But um, so yeah. So my question is now, it it sounds like the NFL is just doing away with the game. I mean, yeah. the game's never going to be made up. And basically, if Kansas City wins this Sunday, which they're going to, or Saturday, I should say, they're playing Saturday afternoon. They're going to get the home field advantage. And Buffalo, I don't know how they're going to do that because 
And they're basing it off 16 games versus 17 games. Yeah, I mean, but it sounds like that's what they're going to do, which seems odd. You know, we have that built-in. I was thinking about it, that there's got to be really smart people out there. If you take the time between Saturday and the week before the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. I can't believe that you can't mix in games. Even if you had to play a game on Monday and Tuesday night, right? Mm -hmm. Or a game on a Friday or Saturday or something like People are going to watch the NFL if it's a playoff game on a Monday or Tuesday night. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. I mean, we play sporting events whenever. Um, like, I can't believe that they can't figure a way to to stretch this out and compact some games. We got that whole week before the Super Bowl. Um, like, I can't believe there's not time to, to to do that because again, if I was I was watching ESPN and when they were talking about football this morning, think about those Buffalo Bill players and the things they went through this year. They had to move home games, they got stuck in Chicago, they've had to leave their families during blizzards, they fought like crazy to try to get the home field advantage because I think they would be the first to tell you Mm -hmm. they want Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. in February or whatever month it's going to be, in in late January, they want Patrick Mahomes playing there. Mm -hmm. I think they really feel they have an advantage if Patrick Mahomes is throwing in in, in Buffalo. So now you're telling them, because of something that was out of their control... When I think the game could be made up. I think it could be. I yeah, I was surprised the game wasn't played just the following day. Yeah, I I understand why they didn't do it, because they didn't know what was going to happen with, with, obviously, his health. But, I mean, I don't I can't believe that we don't have smarter minds that can't come up with some sort of schedule between now. I mean, look, we got we got teams that play Sunday and then turn right around oh, yeah. and play Thursday. Well, that's a- I mean, it's three days in between. So why can we not... We have, I don't know, let's just say we got 35 days between now and the Super Bowl or 40 days, how we can't put in rounds of games to make it work, even if we're playing on a Tuesday night. I don't understand we just why we post, can't. Postpone the uh, playoffs one extra week because they got the extra week between the championships and the Super Bowl and then just play that game, assuming that it's going to be a factor in who gets home field advantage, obviously. Uh, just surprised that. They haven't, but maybe it's just because they're waiting for more information on if he's going to, you know, make it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, again. But either way, they're going to play this weekend uh, anyway. Everything is going to be on schedule. I guess everything is obviously a fluid situation. They could cancel games at the last minute. I mean, I don't know if canceling games is the right thing. That's just going to keep pushing it back further and further. But, I mean, Cincinnati. I'm assuming that them in Baltimore still their game this week will be for the division title. I mean, Cincinnati had the chance to win to be the number one seed. And again, mm-hmm. I think if you ask Cincinnati, would you rather play for the game to go to the Super Bowl in Cincinnati or Buffalo? I think they would tell you I'd rather be in Cincinnati. I'd rather mm-hmm. be in my home stadium where, again, I feel like Arrowhead, um, Bango Stadium, and, and Buffalo, I mean – I think those are three different, completely different atmospheres. If if you work this hard as, as a player, right? Like mm-hmm. we're going to make you get back out on the field, but you don't have a chance now to be the number one seed because of an absolute tragedy that happened. I mean, especially with all the things that have gone on in Buffalo. I mean, this isn't the first issue they've had to deal with. So I'm surprised the NFL's not, I can't believe they're not coming up with, I just can't believe they're going to just wipe a game completely clear. It just seems mm-hmm. really odd that that's that's their answer like i said they got to be smarter people out there that can come up with some sort some sort of strategy you would think so 
but I guess it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Either way, they're still going to be playing the NFL Sunday, so they're going to get back into it anyways, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, they're going to play. And they're going to have a Thursday night game, so. Right? No, no, there is, no this is the first week, I guess, that they don't have a Thursday night game. Well, they're still going to play this weekend, so. But that's what I'm saying, like, could they have moved that game to Thursday night and then had them played their regular season games, let's say, next Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. And then just maybe move the playoffs that first weekend to, like, Sunday, Monday, right? Mm-hmm. We already maybe just not play a game on Saturday or push them all the way to Monday. Yeah, I'm just surprised like, they wouldn't I can't do anything believe to shift it. that they couldn't. Uh, there's got to be a way they could have done it. I mean, this Thursday, have Cincinnati and Buffalo play. And mm-hmm. then on Tuesday night of next week, we're going to have you guys, just you two standalone games, play your two games you were going to. Mm-hmm. And then we'll move the playoffs instead of starting on Saturday. The playoffs will start on Sunday and Monday. We'll have a couple games mm-hmm. on Sunday and a couple games on Monday. I don't understand. Again, people are well, going to watch mean, them. Either way, they have to find a way to play these games because whether well, this is a good comment or not, um, Athletes have obviously passed away on the field, as we talked about, or court. I mean, not that obviously everyone's hoping that he makes it, but even if he doesn't make it, football's still going to be played next year, the year after that, yeah. the year after that. And, and I guess if you feel it's, it's too dangerous, then you don't play it, right? Yeah, like, I, I mean, mean, you're going to have to walk away from somebody it. Somebody will be behind you will be willing to take that three, four million dollars from you and put the put a helmet on and hit somebody. So, well, I say this all the time when it comes to things. I mean. Like, we got a better chance of dying, I think, in a car accident. Yeah, than you, right? than you do from but what we, happened to him. We still get behind I mean, cars. think about it. I mean, like, there's only been a few players, especially in football, that anything like this has ever really happened to. Like Ryan Chazier got that hit, and it, I mean, it didn't paralyze him, I don't think, but oh, it was like, yeah, he's not I mean, he's just obviously never going to be the same again, but he's alive. Um, and that was just a fundamental tackling issue. That wasn't like a crazy hit. I mean, people have taken way worse hits than that and gotten right back up and been fine. I think we can say workplace violence. I mean, it's everywhere and yet you still have to keep going on. So I, I'm just, I'm, I'm torn because I feel like this situation is a horrendous tragedy. And yet, I mean, in the education field, we have tremendous tragedies taking place all the time. And yet we keep teaching. We keep going in the classroom. I mean, I don't know. It just is a really, Really, oh, yeah. I mean, odd tragedies happen everywhere, and we and this is part of life. Like, yeah. I obviously, mean, we wish they never happened to, you know, people that are, you know, good in society and, and good people. I, I heard that, everything that, the that's NFL just the way players, God works. Yeah, I heard everything the NFL players said. I think if you feel it's too dangerous, then you shouldn't play it. Yeah. I mean, then I think you need to. Um, I mean, again, it's the same thing with these heart issues in basketball. I mean, like that was a huge thing. For years, Hank Gathers, right, mm-hmm. and um, the guy from Loyola Marymount. I can't think. Um, I mean, he he passed away on the court, I believe. Len Bias? No. Well, yeah, Bias yeah. was another yeah. one. I mean, I mean, it's it's it's. Yeah, there have been multiple horrific. basketball players that have um, passed away. That's why they have the media timeouts now. And that's but. a scary thing that these players all could have. I mean, you don't know what underlying issues you could have, and mm-hmm. um, so, anyways. There's a lot of controversy there. Um, people have to tiptoe around it. We're just talking. I mean, we're not trying to get anybody upset. We're just speaking. And like I said yesterday. Well, yeah, I didn't think they should play the game Monday night, but I'm surprised that they didn't, like, Tuesday morning kind of announced that the game would be played. And I'm not saying that 
but I think that's maybe you you've been working unfortunately <laughs> I've been sitting at home the last two days watching TV and I mean basically if you listen to the NFL players it's as if they don't know if they can ever play football again I mean Ryan Clark tweeted the next play the next NFL play is going to be the most dangerous play of all times or the most horrific play of all times I didn't quite understand that tweet um, I'll see if I can find it but um I guess I'm just, I don't know. I, I feel like people are thinking maybe they shouldn't even play football. That's the part that I'm a little bit confused of. Um, I'm looking to see if I can. Um, he tweeted one day ago, the next snap of a football will be one of the scariest snaps we have ever watched. I mean, I don't understand that tweet. I think mm -hmm. it's, I think that's just kind of over. I mean, then that, that to me says then I guess we should never play football again. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like you just said, I guess you just leave it up to the people who if they feel like they want to do it, do it. But yeah. I just, I feel like we've really, um, we've really, um, I think a lot of people want to say stuff, but they're too afraid that if mm -hmm. they say something, their career is going to be ended or they're going to be chastised or be put out of the sports world for, for saying something. So um, I don't know why the next snap in a football game would be the scariest. I mean, the next time I get behind the wheel of a car, I'd be scared. I got a better chance of dying on the street mm -hmm. tomorrow. I mean, in a car accident from people texting and driving. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, again, we're just talking. And if you don't like our comments, I guess you don't listen to us, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think we're saying anything wrong. Um, it is it is what it is. So anyways, that's the take on the situation. I'm sure we'll hear more and learn more. Let's hope for a speedy recovery. All I know is one thing. Um it's great to see his um, charity, and it'll be great. He'll be able to definitely do a lot for the kids of Buffalo and the surrounding. I guess it started from COVID, if I was reading about it correct yesterday. Um, so um, hopefully they'll have great Christmas presents and be able to get all sorts of stuff in the years to come. Um, and you never know. Maybe he'll want to play football again if he can. Um, so anyways, let's get to some of the action on the field because it is obviously – supposed to be the final week of the games and um we just said it the chiefs the Bengals, and the bills all had the chance to be the number one seed which we did say would be a home field advantage i guess that's probably not going to be the case now um it, I, it, i'm gonna be honest with you if the chiefs lose to the raiders you've been saying it all along steven that the chiefs just play with fire that they keep just hanging They're around fighting with their fire team. with fire yeah at some point I mean, you're gonna get burned yeah maybe 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 the Raiders will do it this week. They almost did it last week, right, um, to the 49ers. But um, maybe it will be the Chiefs. But then the big game is really Saturday night, the Titans and the Jaguars. The Jaguars are an interesting team. They're a hot team right now. Mm -hmm. You know, is that what will help you in the playoffs? And then you got Mike Rabo and his Titans. Um, any chance the Jaguars lose this game? No, the I don't think the Jaguars lose this game. I think they're, they're just they're going to win this game. <laughs> That's not the game I'm looking forward to. What game are you looking forward to? Sunday night. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be sad though. I mean, I, do you think the Rams have a chance to beat the Seahawks? Well, I mean, by Sunday night, we we'll already know. Well, I'm just saying. Just imagine if the Rams beat the Seahawks. If the Rams beat the Seahawks, either way, I'm still excited because if the Lions can shut up Aaron Rodgers and go nine and eight, it doesn't matter if the Lions make the playoffs or not. Detroit is going to be just bursting in flames. They'll be so excited. Well, people are definitely um, somewhat up in arms at the fact that that game got pushed to Sunday night. 
It's the first time the Lions have played out of the 1 o'clock time slot all year, I saw. Um, but Aaron Rodgers has a chance. It's what the NFL wants. They want to see Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. And Dan Campbell's already said they don't care, win or lose. They're, the, the point of their game is yeah. to win. And um, the question is, anything else. I think the weather should be pretty good. Um, not bad weather in Lambeau Field. So you, you think the Lions got a chance to beat? Absolutely. Why wouldn't they have a chance? They're what, Aaron seven Rogers, one in the last eight Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau? I don't care. Under the lights? Well, they're what? They lost the Panthers, and then before that, they hadn't lost. They lost the Bills on uh, Thanksgiving. Other than that, they've been pretty good since October. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll make my pick in a little bit. I, 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 yeah, okay, all right. Um, it'll be good to see. So either Seattle, Detroit, or Green Bay's making the playoffs. Um, but I mean, Seattle hasn't really been a ball buster recently. So no, they've they've. I guess it's the question: Is it going to be the Rams that showed up two weeks ago mm-hmm. with Baker Mayfield, or is it the Rams are going to play last weekend? Just think about it. Do the Rams even want to win? Because if they lose, they're just helping the Lions out. If they win, they're helping the Lions out. And the way I look at it is misery loves Either way, they were, they're helping the Lions out. So. Misery loves company, right? So if I'm going to miss the playoffs, I'm going to help make sure you miss the playoffs too. So i got to believe that will be the motto of the Rams as they play the Seahawks. I think Matt ba- I'm assuming Baker's playing. Baker will be playing. So, and I would think Baker's going to be ready to come in like it's the playoff game. So Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be interesting. It's a playoff game for him I mean, because his career is in... I don't even know. No. I mean, I don't want to say Jeopardy, but he's he, every single every single game he's got, he's got to show out why he's a good player. So. Oh, all right. I'm, 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 I think I know who I'm going to pick. I think I know who I'm going to pick. Now, the AFC, as we just said, obviously is turbulent because of the three teams. We don't know where that stands in the number one seed. With that being said, though, the NFL is going to have to make a decision in the next couple of days. I mean, they can't just Saturday afternoon after the Chiefs win or lose say, okay, we're, we've made a decision. They're not going to let people know ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But we also got some quarterback issues in the AFC and quarterback issues in the NFC where what's going on with Lamar Jackson? What's going on with the Miami Dolphins situation? What's going on with Jalen Hurts? Like, um, you know, is Lamar going to play again? I mean, what's going on with him? Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Jalen Hurts? I mean, I saw him on the sidelines. Coach said he was this close to playing now i mean if he's that close then shouldn't he be playing this week um we got new quarterbacks starting yeah i've got the commanders are going to go ahead and start sam howell the uh, justin fields is being set um uh, because they said he's injured um so it's just going to be an interesting final week but um what's your take on these quarterback situations out there well the one that caught my eye the most has been the commanders the fact that, and I think I said this, I don't know, it was, it was then what, it was either the last time we did the, we, we did an episode or the week before that, when they announced that they were going back to Carson Wentz and I was ready to puke. Um, and I don't really think that's any stretch of the truth or any exaggeration. Um, I don't know why. I shouldn't hate somebody, but I really don't like Carson Wentz. And why Ron Rivera decided to even think about playing him over Terry Heineke is beyond me. Um, they were in the playoff race because of Terry Heineke, not because of Carson Wentz. It was because Carson Wentz was on the bench and not playing. Um, so, I don't know. I, that's just the one that I couldn't wait to talk about because that Carson Wentz thing is just makes me sick. So you got the Redskins, 
the Colts. So what? What? I'm sorry. Sorry. Commanders. Thank you. Commanders. Colts. I have to edit that out. <laughs> um. Texans. They're all going to need quarterbacks. I mm. mean, I don't know. I. I. I mean, Jimmy G is going to get sent somewhere. We know that, obviously. Yeah, he's going to um, go somewhere. But seriously, at this point, I think these these programs. No, what, what are the Rams going to do with? What are the Rams going to do with Baker Mayfield? Well, I, I guess Baker's going to go somewhere too. I Either guess. he's going to go somewhere, or they're going to have Stafford and him. And I don't know if that really Baker's makes sense. Baker's going to be but... on all thirty-two teams in the NFL soon. I just yeah. feel like I mean, I, I don't know why. What you know, Brady? Where's he going to end up going? I know we say he should retire, but is he not? And and be honest with you, what are teams like Atlanta going to do? Because I don't think Ritter's the answer. And what what are the Titans going to do? Are they going to stick with Tannehill? And they got Malik back there, but I mean, I think we've already proven he's not the answer either. I mean, this good thing it's a good quarterback uh, class coming out in the NFL uh, because in, out of college because. There's a lot of teams that need him. And like I said, and now, I mean, what's Lamar going to do? Is he going to stick in Baltimore? Is he not going to? I mean, you got yourself some real quarterback issues. And then you had a team like the New England Patriots. I mean, if they really think they got their quarterback of the future, I, I don't think they do either. Um, and let's be honest with you. If you talk about the best teams in the NFL, they're driven by their quarterback. You got to have a quarterback in this league. And those that don't are the ones that are struggling. So, um, it's going to be, I think, obviously a very good offseason, as we always know it is. But we got a lot of quarterback issues we got to figure out just this weekend into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you doing with the Eagles if if Jalen Hurts isn't playing? You really think they can advance? I, I don't think so. They could fight, but they definitely don't and have a chance Ravens, to win the Super Bowl. I mean, Bowl. the Ravens, I mean, they look, they look pathetic. I mean, I know. I don't know. I mean, Lamar Jackson single-handedly takes that team from a a losing team, I think, to, to a chance to advance in the playoffs pretty far. Just one of those things where we're up in the air. I guess we don't know what the extent of their injuries are or, or anything like that. Nobody so, knows. Okay, let's make some predictions and see where this takes us, and then hopefully we'll be able to regroup next week, get the playoffs situated, and what that's all going to happen Chiefs, Raiders, Chiefs are going to win. This is Saturday game at 4.30. I got the Chiefs. Give me money, Mahomes. Jaguars will beat the Titans this Saturday night for the playoffs. The Jags make the playoffs. It's amazing what one year can do with a decent coach, huh? Coaching. Uh, Give me T-Daddy Trevor. Here we go. Sunday, the games. Um, Games that don't mean anything. Bucks, Falcons mean absolutely nothing. I'm assuming Brady's going to play. I don't know. I'll, I'll take the Bucks just because I think I, I don't know about the Falcons. Oof. God. That's some pretty bad football right there. Um, I'll just go with the Buccaneers, but that's a, <laughs> that's a game you don't, we're not you don't want to touch that game with 10 football. Putting our records on here. New England and the Bills, just a huge game. New England has a chance to make the playoffs. If they win, they're in the playoffs. What state of mind are the Bills going to be in? I don't know. The Bills, they don't know if this is their second-to-last game, their last game. They don't know if this is to maybe clinch the number one seed to have a chance, but they're trying to knock the Patriots out of the playoffs. Um, I just think with all the emotion everything, I got to believe that the Bills the Bills win, I guess. I'm going to go with the Patriots. 
they're going to find a way to win, beat the Bills. Um, I don't think the Bills will be too focused. Um, I don't know. I think they find a way to win, and it's an ugly game, but Patriots win. I don't know. This just I don't understand what's going on, to be honest with you. It's, it's been... In the NFL, I think we talked about it all summer, never fails to deliver, and, and right now we're in an uncharted territory in some cases. Vikings and Bears, this game means absolutely nothing. The Vikings are an embarrassment. The Bears, though, are a bigger embarrassment. They don't have Justin Fields. Put your money on the Vikings. Oh, Vikings. <laughs> Ravens and Bengals, I think this will decide the division title. You know, the Bengals only have four losses. The Ravens have six. But if the Bengals would have lost the last two, the Ravens would have won the division. Again, I don't know what they're going to do. I think it doesn't matter. I think Burrow was cooking. I think they were getting ready to score a second touchdown. I'm going with the Bengals all day long. Yeah, I'm I mean, talking about Daddy, Daddy Burrow. I mean, it's um, trying to think another way to ball and Burrow. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I would just go with the Bengals. I don't think the Ravens have enough of an offense. Even if DeMar was healthy, I don't know if I'd even touch the Ravens in this game. I, I mean, even if he was playing. I mean, we should make a pick here, Texans and Colts. Uh, I'll take the Texans. Give me uh, uh, hmm. I'm trying to think of another one. for. I'm assuming it's Davis Mills' is the quarterback yeah. plan. Um, give me... Uh, we spent way too much time I don't know. Game. Houston. Jets, Dolphins. Dolphins have a chance if New England loses. I don't know who their quarterback is at this point. The Jets. I don't know. I think the Jets probably will beat the Dolphins. Um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Uh, Jets are horrible. Panthers. The, the Dolphins are less horrible. Panthers, Saints. Nothing on the line here. I'll go Saints. I'm going to go Panthers. I'm going to keep riding or dying with them. Browns, Steelers. Steelers have a chance still at the playoffs. The Browns are playing for nothing. Go Cleveland. Give me the Steelers. Cleveland's an underdog, folks. I'll take Cleveland. Giants, Eagles. This game means everything to the Eagles to finally clinch that number one seed. They lost two in a row. We don't know what's going on with Jalen Hurts. I think the Giants are playing all their backups. New England has to win. I mean, Philadelphia has to win. Um, Give me the porn stash. Give me Gardner Minshew. I mean, it's not really a porn stash, but he just looks like yeah, a guy that would. Something. Yeah, something. Cowboys, Commanders, Cowboys win. Um, yeah, I'll go with the Cowboys. Commanders, just, they just, their season, I, I don't want to talk about them. Chargers, Broncos, I'm assuming the Chargers will play everybody. Chargers win. Oh, yeah, I go Chargers. Rams, Seahawks. To make the NFL exciting, I'll go Rams over Seahawks. Yeah, give me the Rams. Um, this really makes or breaks my weekend. 49ers beat the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm in. Four Niners, give me, give me that. And Lions, Packers. I think the Lions. Then you convinced me. I'll take the Lions over the Packers and the break Aaron Rodgers. We should sing the Lions touchdown song. Oh my God! (laughs) Okay, give me the Lions. Give me, give me Dan Campbell. Get me into the playoffs. Let's see, folks. It'll be interesting. So. We'll see where we stand next week. We don't know if the NFL season will be over with, if we'll be looking at the playoffs, or if we will still be, um, I don't know. We'll see. Hey, college basketball. Come on, let's turn it around. Let's get ready. The field of 68 will be announced in, what, about two months, right? Um, The number one team in the country just lost the Purdue Boilermakers at home. 
Purdue are the Big Ten, the number one team. They got the biggest guy, I think, in the NCAA. Um, let's run through the top ten real quick, and we'll get some of Stevens' thoughts on Michigan and anything else that he's been thinking college basketball. Purdue's number one. Houston um, is 14-1. They're number two. Kansas, of course, Big 12, 12-1. 12 I was shocked to see they were an underdog. I was going to put some money on them yesterday. I would have won big. And well, I, didn't. I put money on them about five minutes into the game because they were down 10, and they were like a yeah, did you plus, like, yeah. whatever. And I put, and did you? Yeah, I put money on them. And I got it. won pretty decent amount then. Yeah, I more than doubled my money. Yeah, I was going to say, because I was going to do I didn't it. put much on them. But. I know. What I, if you put 10 bucks on it, you would have at least doubled your money. Yeah. Um, UConn, 14-1, their fourth. Arizona, the Pac-12, their fifth. Texas lost last night to Kansas. I think both teams scored in the hundreds, I saw. Yeah, Texas lost, and they scored 100, and I think it was 606 points, and they lost. Kansas State scored, I mean, they scored 103 and lost by 13. So Kansas State scored 116 points. That is basketball at its, well, no, that's not at its finest. That's the NBA. Alabama 7, Tennessee 8. Gonzaga's got three losses already this year. They usually don't have three losses in a season because they usually lose maybe one in conference and then the NCAA tournament championship game. So they're actually 12-3. and three, And UCLA rounds out the top 10. Also in the Big Ten, because we always talk Big Ten, Wisconsin is 14th. Indiana is 10-3. and three. They're 15th. Duke, by the way, is 16th in the nation. And Ohio State jumped back in. They're going in and out. They win one. They lose one. They fall out. They're 24th. And um, Michigan got a huge win the other night defensively. Um, basically, <laughs> I mean, they I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch any of it, so I don't know if it was a defensive. Uh... Maryland's a good team, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was just someone couldn't hit the broadside of a barn or if it was just, you know, defensive intensity. I mean, that's what I read well, after the, after the central, after the central loss. Been they, about Juwan Howard, what you seeing? What are you thinking? I mean, I just had a big game tonight against North. That's Florida. what I'm no, um, against Penn, Penn state. Oh yeah. Put money on Michigan. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, tonight's game obviously just important, but yeah, I don't know if it was a defensive battle I mean, a defensive, you know, intensity that kind of created that or not. But obviously, anytime you can win by, I don't remember how much they won by, but they were up by a 30 in the half, first half. And they kind of just kept it that way the whole game. And I think they won like 81 to 46 or either. I don't remember what it was, but there was something along those lines. I mean, just that's a pretty good win for Michigan right now. Anyone's a good win for them. Um, but I read that they had like a players-only meeting, and um, they basically just called each other out, every player, and, I don't know if that's what they needed, but um, the best so performance of the, the year. Story. He's he was born on third base. I heard. <laughs> that, that's the new thing, right? I mean, that's what all the Michigan State fans are talking about. Oh since, yeah. Since Jim Jim Harbaugh said Ryan Day was born on third base, so is that what's going on with Juwan, or is he like? I mean, what do you see? Because you obviously, I mean, you and I talked a lot about this for years now. I mean, you liked him. He was a good coach. Well, I never really thought he was like a I tremendous he was coach. Great, right? Like, so I think he's a going more of a recruiter than he was a coach. I said that, but when he got hired, I thought obviously Beeline would be a much better X and O's guy coaching wise, but Juwan is supposed to be the guy that would be able to recruit. Um, I don't know what to say about Juwan. I mean, he does have five wins in March Madness, which is not bad, but. Last year, a, t- a, a team that was probably supposed to be pretty good, they were ranked, I think, probably in the top seven, I think, or eight to start the year and worked their way up to four and then just kind of had a disappointing year and made it to 316. But um, at times, it was like I was watching a, a bunch of 10-year-olds play basketball. It was pretty rough to watch. Uh, this year, um, kind of much of the same. 
their best three performances, um, their second, third, and fourth best performances were against good teams and just couldn't find a way to win. Their best performance, I would say, all year had to have been against Maryland, and they won by 35. Um, I don't know what to say. To, <clears throat> to me, the coaching could be better, without question. Um, I think some of the players have underperformed a little bit, but I think the biggest thing is Hunter, Hunter Dickinson has been just a, a joke. Other than, I guess, against Maryland, he had 32 points and maybe like 10 rebounds. I mean, I think you got to just shut up and play. I mean, you got to play basketball and let your, your your actions on the court do the talking. And um, There's just a lot less control, I feel like, of the team than what Beeline had. Um, more organization with the team. So, you know, it's tough to watch, but it's still so early in the year. I don't know if that's the turn, turning point was losing to Central Michigan. I don't know if that's what they needed. Um, hopefully that's what they needed, and they can kind of get it going in the right direction. But I think they have good players. I think I think coaching just – and they're not like a top five team in the country. I, I would never, ever say that. They're not nearly that good, even at their best. But um, I think if they could get some coaching and continuity together, I think they could be a top 25 team. Um, and maybe a team that could make it to the Sweet 16 if they turn things around and um, get back into the probably projected They've been tournament. They've Ten's best conference, I mean, tournament game, com- tournament team in the past few years. I mean, without question. Well, they've been the best tournament team in college basketball the last ten years, other than Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga is the only one that has more wins than them since 2012. So, um, <clears throat> in the last ten tournaments, um, yeah, I mean, Michigan basketball has had a pretty Darn good last 10 years. Um, two national championship appearances, two Final Fours, I think four Elite Eights, um, I think seven or eight, I think seven Sweet Sixteens, uh, two regular season Big Ten championships, two postseason Big Ten regular champion, or regular uh, or postseason championships in the Big Ten. So they've done a lot of good things, and, you know, a, a national championship is the only thing that's eluded them. Um, so... College basketball is always interesting because you got always, oh, I shouldn't say always, but. The upsets are so much more common in college basketball yeah, than they are college football. I mean, in the Big Ten, it's going to be a really good conference. You're going to get a ton of tournament teams in. Um, basically, anybody can win on any night. I mean, for Rutgers to go in and beat Purdue at Purdue's, I think, is huge. It's one thing. There have been beat, a lot of big upsets this year, them. though. Already, uh, I put money with. on Nebraska last night because I thought they were going to be a tough team, and Izzo came through. Izzo. It's not even March yet. He's no, it's right. not even March yet. It's not even his month. Um, but, Could you imagine what they're going to be like in March? <laughs> so, again, like um, the Buckeyes playing Purdue tomorrow. I think they got a great chance to beat them. Um, again, the Big Ten is going to be a tough tough conference. They're going to get a ton of tournament teams in. Um, season's really just beginning. Is it going to finally be Houston? You know, you got Houston and Gonzaga kind of for the little guys. Calvin Sampson, is he finally going to maybe get redemption and win a championship? And then you got Kansas. They're going for back-to-back. You know, so you kind of get these same teams. And then you got a team like North Carolina just floating around out there. Should have been the number one team. And you just wonder if they'll put it all together when it comes time for Final Four. And next thing you know, it's the same teams as always up there at the top. So... College basketball, obviously, is diabolical. It's every night anybody can beat anyone. It's a lot different than college football. 
Um, well, I mean, look at it, like Nebraska beat Creighton earlier this year, and Creighton's um, at that point they were number seven in the country. So uh, obviously a highly ranked team. They barely lost to Purdue. Yeah, they should have beat um, Purdue that day. Yeah, beat Iowa pretty soundly. Um, so I mean, I think there's. I think the Big Ten's got a lot of teams that are just. You really never know what you're gonna get. Life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. So, um, well, all I know there is there we go. I'm predicting There's Ohio State. When was the last time in football and basketball that a team played the number one team in back-to-back games like this? What are you talking about? You know, the Ohio State football team just played the number one team in the country. Oh, now the basketball team's turning around playing the number one team in the country. Well, hopefully they can find a way to win. I think they will. There you go. At least they come out on top there, so that's a good thing. It would be, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Okay, the Big Ten beats each other up all year, in bas- in, at least in basketball, without question. Football, maybe a little less, but um, well, well, they might not beat each other up by winning. They might beat each other up by, you know, we played hard for 60 minutes and gave our year all, and it was a test. But in basketball... I mean, I really think that's an issue with well, the Big Ten is they just beat each other up. A few teams they'll make it somewhere in the playoffs in the playoff too. I mean, <laughs> because I hate to say it, every year we barely make anybody to the Sweet Sixteen. So what are you talking about? Yeah, you and I just talked about with Michigan. With Michigan? Yeah. Well, where's everybody else at? <laughs> well, it's not my fault. I mean, it's time. We need. We need some. We were just remember we were a game away from Ohio State, Michigan playing in in the oh yeah in the, in the last year too yeah what so, was that the three sixteen they would have played uh-huh, each other yeah. Yeah. no was that going to be to go to the final four I thought not last year last year it been the three sixteen because Michigan 16. lost to Villanova in the three sixteen oh, okay. Ohio State lost to Villanova in round two then yeah in the round of thirty two hmm. but yeah one if the winner would have gone to the lead eight if they would have played each other. Dreams, folks. Just keep dreaming. Would you imagine we would have had a Sweet 16 matchup and then we could have had a National Championship matchup? Yeah. Neither of them happened. Nope. <laughs> Probably never will. So anyways, we'll start transitioning to some college basketball as the podcast move on because, again, March will be here before you know it. Um, that third week in March, second week in March, when we make our, when our um, the seeds come out and everything, be looking good. And to end the podcast, we got to think now, Every Sunday from now until sometime in September or October, we got golf ending on Sundays. We got our majors coming up. We got the Ryder Cup year this year coming up again in Rome, which will be a lot different than Whistling Straits was two years ago. And, of course, we still got LIV. Well, yeah, the U.S. is going to get destroyed. I have a hunch it's going to be rough. I, I was looking at some of the players from Europe thinking about that and a younger bunch of guys and... Happened before. America's going to Rome. Where I mean, when was the last time we went on American on foreign soil? Ninety three or eighty? Yeah, I think it was ninety three at the Belfry. Um, So just a few years ago. I mean, twenty what? It's thirty years ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, So and again, Europe should be a little more hungry, considering they got absolutely lambasted last time we played at Whistling Straits. So. Um, it should be an exciting golf year. We start off in Hawaii, a couple of tournaments, play the West Coast, all that build up for Augusta National in August. We all can't wait to see. Tiger. Only three months and like a week away. Yeah, people are saying online they would pay to see the Champions Dinner. 
The tension <laughs> that's going to be in that room should be interesting. Is that a microphone? Yeah. The PGA in early May is going to be an Oak Hill. Probably going to be pretty cold up there in Rochester, New York in early May. Um, haven't been to Oak Hill, I think, in a long time, the PGA. So it's your traditional tree-lined golf course. Um, and then we'll head to a new spot for the U.S. Open. Never before have we ever seen it. Los Angeles Country Club. I was looking at some of the pictures on it this week. They had it on Twitter. They're going to have a 290-yard par 3. Um going to be pretty amazing the, they said the golf course is definitely going to steal the show um at la country club so it's kind of fun it's been a long time since i feel like one of the majors have gone to a brand new golf course that we've never seen uh um, yeah they love to stick around to go to torrey pines and yeah. go to I'm trying to think of the other course but they were saying like patrick pebble beach I and think it's it like was, um, max homa shot 61 at la country club or something when he played there in college so some yeah. of those guys out in the west coast have played it and then of course I don't know where we go in Europe, but we'll go somewhere um, for the Open Championship. And then, like I said, in late September, we'll go to Rome. So um, one guy I'm looking forward to seeing come back on the PGA Tour is Will Zelatoris. He was hot, got injured, never got a chance to finish the year, um, didn't get to play in the President's Cup. I hope it's going to be Will's year. I think Will and I want to see Ricky Fowler get back in the winner's circle. We need Ricky Big dick, baby. Yep, and you know, he really, I thought, was playing pretty good towards the end of the year. Um, those would be two things. And, of course, we all want to see Tiger Woods play in the majors. And I think unless something tragic happens with Tiger Woods, I think without question we're going to see him at the majors. I think yeah. he knows he can. Um, well, we know he can play Augusta. I mean, that's not, that's no matter what shape he's in. The question is, does he feel healthy enough to play? You know, with the other golf courses, I'm assuming since he he's played a, it last year, so I would think yeah. he's going to play it again this year. Just I'm another year of recovery. Since he's from California, he would never miss the U.S. Open this year. Um, I think, especially since it's a new golf course, it'd be fascinating to see everybody play it. I think he probably feels like his he's got just as good an advantage as anybody else. We always wonder if he'll play in the um, you know PGA, where it might be cold up in upstate New York. Kind of one of those boring, long golf courses, tree line. Maybe Tiger would skip that. Who knows? But you know he's going to be at the Masters, and i got to believe he'll be in L.A. to play in the U.S. I don't think there's any reason for him to skip really any majors because you only got so many in your career. He's only going to play so many tournaments a year now in his career, um, especially after all those injuries and stuff like that. So I just think he's got to take advantage of any major he can can find his way in. So. I think the one thing that will be interesting is, and we don't have to wait too long for this, I think in February – is the um, L.A. Open, whatever they call it now, the Genesis Open, I think, at Riviera. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's usually maybe mid-February or somewhere along the line. Like, that might be the first chance we get to see if Tiger plays in a regular, mm -hmm. in just a regular tour event. He's never won there. Um, it's where he played his first professional tournament, I think, or first tournament as an amateur, one of the two. Mm -hmm. um, never won there. It's probably always going to be like a little thing missing off his record. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he tries to get one one tournament in before the Masters. I mean, I read somewhere that he said that he definitely was planning to play at least one or two tournaments before the Masters. So I don't think he'll ever play the Players' Championship. I don't think that course just kind of fits Tiger's eye, even though he's won there. I just, in the shape he's in, I don't think. Although it's a pretty flat course. Mm -hmm. I don't. I mean, it's not the most hilliest course if, if we're talking about, you know, him. As long as you're in the fairway, it's pretty flat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a driver's golf course. And to be honest with you, to me, that's what Tiger has been doing great since he has yeah. been injured. I feel like 
his shorter irons maybe is where he struggled, but I feel like his driving his driving has been consistent. Yeah, he's just stuck to the left to right cut and just let it go. Yeah, and again at at Sawgrass, besides let it let the big dog eat. Eighteen. I mean, those are two holes you're probably a little afraid to play too much of a cut on, <laughs> starting over the water or over the yeah. trees. But um, be good to see. So the PGA Tour is back. So of course we'll see. I don't I don't know if like the Live Golf Tour is set. Like if players can keep. You know how last year, like every two months a new player would leave. I don't know yeah. if like they're set now and like that those days are gone or what but um i do know one thing when it comes time for augusta it'll be very interesting i hope they put tiger phil and fred together in the marquee group that'd be wonderful yeah. it'd be I great think. if two of the three made it to the weekend i hope phil doesn't all right that's a, that was the thing that was what i was saying i still think phil's gonna try to make this his year of um Try to um, steal a show. Yeah, you know, I think he's going to one up his Kiowa performance. I think he's going to try to one by one sort of kind of wiggle his way back into the to the limelight. I think I don't know. And let's be honest with you, since we only are going to get to see them at the majors, it's going to be LIB versus regular tour, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, Dustin Johnson or Justin Thomas coming down the 18th hole at Augusta National. And be honest with you, there'd be, it'd be more than just a green jacket on the line. Yeah. Uh, there'd be a lot more pride for the PGA Tour versus LIV, too. So um, the little game within the game. So anyway, so it's been a while. We haven't talked golf in a few months. Um, so it's good to, to talk. I haven't talked golf. golf in a few months. I haven't played golf in a few months. Yeah. So, you know, we're, it's called slow, slowly coming out of hibernation, folks, even though it was 61 degrees up here today. So. Again, we don't know what week this is in the NFL. We don't know when it will end. Wherever we are, we'll talk about it next week on the podcast. We'll definitely be able to preview the playoffs. We'll check in on college basketball, check in on all the breaking news and sports. We'll also see if we've won any more money out there as well. Until then, go Lions. Make the playoffs. (laughs) 